Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The trial of Aidan Coben, the Dutchman charged with extortion, child luring, criminal harassment, and child pornography, in the case of the suicide of Port Coquitlam teenager Amanda Todd, is underway in Vancouver. The British Columbia Supreme Court struck down a publication ban which exists on cases involving child pornography after Amanda's mother, Carol Todd, brought forward a constitutional challenge. I've known Carol for quite a few years. She's been on the air with us um, many times as we've talked about uh, the safety of teenagers, uh, young people, kids, and, uh, and and really being aware of what's going on online. We're going to talk to Carol now, but I want to make this clear. Because the trial is underway, we will not discuss, speak to, or question goings-on in the courtroom. Nor will we speculate about guilt or innocence of the charged individual. He's protected by Canadian law. Everyone is innocent until proven guilty. And we may not, by law, discuss, speculate on goings-on in the courtroom, so we will not do that. But, Carol, it's uh, good to speak with you again. How are you? Hi, Roy. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm okay. <laughs> it, it was a long week, lots of information, lots of technical information, um, bringing, bringing my memories back to Amanda when she was alive and then her death, of course. Um, so it's been, it's been kind of, I'm okay, but it's been challenging emotionally. Yeah, I, I, can't, I can't imagine uh, just how much stress there is for you and has been for you over the years. Um, but I know you've been very committed and continue to be committed, and you do that on the Amanda Todd Legacy. Is it .org or .com? Which one? .org. I always forget. I'm never good at .org, .com, <laughs> .ca. It's just, can't we just have one? Well, um, well, you know, if, if if you had been sitting in on the trial in the first week and, you know, understanding, they're explaining the technicalities of the basics of the internet, um, it would it would definitely fill your brain because there's the internet seemingly seems simple, but it's very intricate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We we. Uh... We spoke with Urtea Parsons' parents. You were part of the conversation. And we've had many conversations about the Internet and uh, social media and the familiarity kids have with that, much more so than their parents or their grandparents. They grow up with it. It's part of their, their daily lives. And you have always made the case, and I'd like you to speak to that generically, because we cannot speak about what's going on in the courtroom, but generically, what do you say about the issue of social media sites that are available to kids? Uh, one California family is suing uh, Meta and, um, and uh, one of the social media sites because their daughter committed suicide. 
But what do you have to say to people? What do they need to know, Carol, about the challenges and, frankly, the dangers of that, that can be there on social media? Well, I'd like to speak to, like, when we talk about the Internet and technology and what our children and young people do, um, I mean, this is part of their life. It, it, this all started happening to Amanda in 2009. We're now in 2022, right? And we've seen, we've continued to see technology and social media evolve. And so the premise of saying keep your children um, offline is difficult because even in the educational system, we use technology for learning, right? And, and mostly for me as an educator in the field, um, it's about teaching children um, and young people how to use um, technology appropriately. And so we call it digital citizenship, digital literacy. Just like, you know, in the real world with citizenship, without technology, we hope to teach our children how to behave respectfully, um, how to treat others respectfully, how to, how to be um, appropriate with your manners, and then add the word digital in front of it and the same guidelines, rules, conversations need to occur. Just you have you can transfer it to the world of um, using the internet. So it's it's really important that we have these conversations with our young people and our children, um, because because it's ever present. And you know when we teach our kids and we talk to our kids about where to go online, what to say online. We have to talk about personal safety and, and privacy measures. And we know listening to Amanda's story, we've learned more on how to have those conversations with our kids. Um, it, what happens with technology is the algorithms embedded in it um, encourage a person, it could be an adult too, adult young person, to keep on scrolling, Right and to look at the next video, to look at the next post, to look at the next ad. And, and that's what leads to uh, what we call now like our screen time addictions, per se. But we have to learn about how to regulate ourselves and to say, okay, this is enough, I need to turn it off. Or for a parent to say to a child, okay, this is enough, you have to go to sleep or you know, go do something else not related to technology. Unfortunately, now we have to teach it and have conversations around it, but it's ever so important to have those conversations because it's so easy to get sucked into the vacuum of continuing to scroll, continuing to jump from one app to another, like we talk about Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, um, and beyond, Facebook and beyond. Um, they're out there and, and it's, they're meant to keep us watching and, and looking. Um, so that's why the conversations are, are so important to have. Plus, social media platforms continue to evolve. The, some of the ones that were around 12 years ago when Amanda was alive aren't around anymore. Um, so it, it's not about, you know, finding out all the intricacies of one application. It's about generally learning about what they all might do. There's, there's apps for... Um, sharing files, there's apps for storing pictures, there's apps for communicating 
and for chatting and, and playing games and, and there's so much out there. But it's our job, I think, as adults and caring humans to learn about those so that we can talk to um, our loved ones and and maybe not, maybe loved ones and their friends, right? You have this big discussion to find out what kids are doing. Yeah. And I know it's the in the interest of uh, information and uh, really... Well, I, I shouldn't say I know. Let me ask you this. Am I correct if I say that one of the reasons that you uh, specifically challenged constitutionally the publication ban, which existed concerning any case involving a victim of child pornography in British Columbia and the B.C. Supreme Court, struck down the ban, you and media organizations, was just educating people and and, and bringing people into the conversation one of the key reasons you decided this? Well, I truly believe in publication bans in that it protects the individuals that are involved in, in, in a crime. They're, you know, a victim of crime. But in Amanda's case, and I'm speaking for myself within my family, um, Amanda's story went viral the, the evening of her death, right? Um, and then proceeded to after that with, with many, you know, it caught it caught people's attention, maybe because the story hit close to home, maybe because, you know, she was a young person that was victimized. Um, it brought up the topic of sextortion and exploitation um, across Canada and, and globally. And it's a conversation, it's a topic that hasn't been talked about a whole lot. And so you can find pieces of Amanda's story everywhere. If you want to hear more, Subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.